we have a lot of common problems because we all came from the same person, Adam. And because of that, we struggle similarly. And in one of those issues that comes up somewhat regularly with folks that ask us questions is this issue about honoring parents. And so I want to talk about this in today's podcast. I had recently posted a case study about honoring parents after you are married And this idea, it is a common question, and counselors ask me this, as well as uh, young uh, married couples particularly. And so the title of this podcast is, Should I Honor My Parents or Obey My Husband? If you'd like to talk about this, you can go to our website, rickthomas.net, and you can ask questions, and we would love to serve you that way. I am Rick Thomas, and I appreciate you joining me for Your Daily Drive podcast. Your Daily Drive is the podcast where we put our article content in audio format so that you can read or listen or both. So let's jump into this podcast. Again, you can read it. The title of it is, Should I Honor My Parents or Obey My Husband? Now, there are redemptive and non-redemptive ways to respond to this relational challenge, and it is important for you to know what the redemptive ones are because we don't want to be non-redemptive in people's lives, especially those who are related to us, that we assume we're going to spend many decades together. And so I want to share with you a few thoughts about how to think through this idea of honoring parents after you are married. The case study that I'm referring to is one of 48 case studies that we have in our mastermind program. It's our all-online discipleship slash counseling course where we train individuals in this idea of biblical counseling, and you can access all 80, um, 80, all 48 of these case studies. Uh, They're free here online, and I have a link here that can get you to them, or you can read the specific case study that I am referring to. But with that said, let me jump into this, and I want to give you just a few thoughts to think about when it comes to honoring parents. I have a larger, a longer podcast and a longer article, and it's linked here too in this one. It's called Honoring Does Not Mean Giving a Person All They Want. And if you want more information on this idea of honoring, then I would encourage you to read that article as well. It is much longer There is a podcast that goes with it, and I'm sure it will help you, especially uh, if you're in this place to where you're wrestling through this idea of honoring, because quite frankly, it can be confusing uh, to people, uh, especially if someone on the other side is trying to manipulate you. And it's even worse when these people are Christians and they use Christian speak, Christianese, or they take the Bible and twist it to mean things that it doesn't mean. That's why you really do want to nail this idea down of honoring after you uh, have married your husband or married your wife. So here are just a few things I want you to think about. The first one is you must unify. This is the thing that I would recommend for the couple to talk about before they start talking to the parents, whichever parents are involved in this. And what you want to talk about is what's going on between you all, the husband and the wife, and what is going on between the couple and the parents or the parent that's involved. The big deal here is that you want to be on, uh, be in unity. The husband and the wife must be in unity 
before you strike out and go out and try to engage potential conflict. And so the goal is to make sure the couple's on the same page. And this is this applies to any situation that you have as a couple. If the couple is not unified in whatever the issue is, once you step off the porch and enter in and engage the other people, the other situation, you will become more divided. And so it is essential to have unity in the marriage before addressing any challenging topic outside the marriage, because it will prove not only to be divisive to your marriage, but it can widen whatever gap is already there within your marriage. The way that I think about my marriage is, I'll say it this way at times, is that there cannot be a a hairline fracture between myself and my wife. And if there is a hairline fracture, we want to work on that. Because that is the objective of the devil, to divide, to steal, to kill, of course, but he is a divider of people, and he can't divide the one flesh union. And so if there are things that are between you as a husband and a wife, you need to make sure that you are addressing that because if you add more conflict on top of whatever the gap there is between you and your spouse, typically, rarely, will that ever get better? It will worsen. And so what you may want to do if there is division already between you is you want to get some outside intervention. Now, both of you have to be on board about this, and you must be humble enough and willing to discuss this, but my main idea is that in this section is that you must unify. You must fight for unity within your marriage because as you engage the world or engage your in-laws or parents, it could really divide your marriage. Number two, marriage first. Your marriage first. It's crucial for the couple to realize that their marriage covenant predates the law. God gave us the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy 5.16 specifically is the verse that I'm thinking about. Honor your father and your mother uh, as the Lord your God commanded you that your days may be long, etc. You know that verse uh, well, I'm sure. But the marriage, the marriage, marriage comes before sin. Sin happened in Genesis 3.6. Marriage, husband and wife, happened in Genesis 2.24. And so not only does marriage predate the law, it predates sin. Of course, there wouldn't be any law without sin. And so God gave the law because of our sinfulness. If there were no sin, this would not be an issue. But because there is a sin, God laid down some instructions on how to live with fallen people. In the beginning, God spoke about, this is in the, the marriage, Genesis 2.24, but he spoke about leaving and cleaving. And you got a hint about this pre-sin concept in Matthew 19 when Jesus talked about divorce. The Lord gave the law for divorce because of hard hearts. God gives the law because of sin, because of hard hearts, but marriage predates that. There's a stronger case for leaving and cleaving 
then stretching this idea of honoring to mean you must always obey your parents regardless of how it impacts your marriage. A married couple is more subject to one another, to each other, the husband and wife, than to their parents. Now, there are many scriptures about the couple's priority to one another. In Ephesians 6.1, it says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. That's generally understood to mean minors or young children in the home. The logic of the text points to that. To interpret it otherwise would run into conflicting and contradicting passages that talk about the husband's and wife's priority to each other. In our hermeneutic, our science of Bible interpretation, uh, there is a, principle, a hermeneutical principle called the, the law of non-contradiction, meaning Scripture doesn't contradict each other. And so Ephesians 6.1, about obeying your parents, can't contradict the passages, the passages that speak to the husband and wife's priority to each other. Therefore, we must have a, a correct way of interpreting passages that said, children, obey your parents. And so the first thing that I would say to you is that you must be unified as a husband and wife. Number two, your marriage comes first. It predates sin. It uh, predates the law. And so leaving and cleaving is a, a bigger or higher priority then stretching this idea of honoring to mean you just give your parents whatever it is that they want. But then let's get into this idea, and this is my third point, of what does honor mean? To honor is a good thing. I'm not saying you shouldn't honor your parents, but you must define what it means. If a mother, for example, were demanding time with her daughter by manipulating her, the best way for the daughter to honor her mother would be to walk her through her non-biblical thinking. It would be better for her husband, of course, to lead this conversation. And so, husband, if in this illustration, if your wife's mother is manipulating her, putting pressure on her, the mother would not think of it as manipulation, probably. But if she's putting pressure ignorantly or unwittingly, on her daughter about doing this, that, or the other, you need to step up and lead in this conversation. But let's take this idea of, of what honoring could mean in this specific situation. What greater honor can you bestow on her than to help her think biblically? You see, Christians must outdo one another in showing honor. And that's what Paul said in Romans 12, 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And so you do want to honor your mother or your mother-in-law. And what better way to honor her than to help her to think through her unbiblical thinking? What better way to honor her than to help her see what she's doing either willfully manipulating or ignorantly or unwittingly. You see, if she continues in this unbiblical thinking forever, you're not helping her or you're not trying to help her. You could bestow wonderful honor on her by admonishing her, trying to restore her, in a spirit of gentleness. Now, I realize that you may not be able to help her because of her pride, but my point here is that honoring sometimes requires that you admonish an individual. In some situations, if 
the parents persist in pressuring the children to do more than what the Bible expects, you, you would seek to get help from the local church. And so as you go to them and speak to them, maybe admonish them or whatever way that you need to implement to help them to see, or in this case, to help her to see that she's thinking unbiblically, you want to do that. If she won't listen to you, and if it's possible, you want to get the church involved. Minimally, what you want to do is to get input from the church. So you want to make sure that you're not going off the rails on this thing. I realize sometimes in in these confined situations of relationships, especially within the family, sometimes you can think you're crazy. Sometimes you can think you're not you're not thinking biblically, and you need somebody to bounce things off of because some, you can be so confused, especially when the other parties using scripture out of context, twisting scripture to mean what they want it to mean so they can gain whatever agenda they have going on. And so minimally, you can have the local church involved or outside help. Now, maybe the outside help can intervene in the actual conflict, or they can come alongside you uh, to help you to keep your, your thinking straight, because you can get confused in these types of things. And so it's a wise and humble person who wants others to speak into their lives. Now, if the parents don't want you speaking into their lives, you make sure you have wise counsel so these parents do not divide you, which goes back up to my first point, you must be in unity. The title of the podcast is, Should I Honor My Parents or Obey My Husband? I'm giving you a few points here. Number one is you must be in unity. Do not let any person or anything bring any division in your one flesh union. Number two, your marriage is first. It predates sin. It predates the law. Leaving and cleaving is uh, comes before this idea of honoring, and you don't want to stretch honoring, point number three, what does it mean? You don't want to stretch honoring to, to mean anything that the person wants. But more than just that, sometimes honoring means doing or saying difficult things uh, to the parent who is acting out of line with the Scripture. And then the fourth thing I want to say is to be redemptive first. What I hear a lot of times from people in conversations like this, the first thing that comes out of their mouths are, we want to build boundaries. We just need to build boundaries. We want to build walls between these. Now, maybe you need to do that. Maybe that becomes the last thing that you have to do is create distance. But before you distance yourself from the parents, Make sure you exhaust all possibilities to be redemptive in their lives. God does turn folks over. We read about this in Romans chapter 1 where he just lets people go their own way. He did. Jesus did that with many people in, uh, in the four Gospels. They won't do it this way, and they weren't going to deviate from how they wanted to do things. Jesus was being redemptive first. But sometimes he just let them go, and God will turn people over to their ignorant or proud thinking. But God is foremost a redemptive God. He tries to redeem. He wants to redeem. He shares his truth. He loves us while we were sinners. And so you want to emulate God this way. 
Be sure to keep your conscience clear by doing all that you can do to be at peace with the parents. Be redemptive first before you start building walls. It could be that distance is the only thing you can do. But again, that must be your your last call to action. It cannot be your first call to action. The title of the podcast is, Should I Honor My Parents or Obey My Husband? Number one, you must be in unity. Number two, your marriage comes first. Number three, define what honoring means. Number four, be redemptive first. If you want to talk about this podcast, we have a free community forum. I would love for you to jump on it and to ask questions about this specifically. That would be great. Perhaps you have something else. Everybody has something else. And if we could serve you with that something else, well, that would be fantastic too. Get your username and your password and you're good to go. Just make sure you're logged in and everything will be fine. Here are a few questions for you to think about as I wrap up this podcast. Are you and your spouse able to talk about your parent issues humbly and with wisdom? If you can't, why not? And you need to work on this before you get into the parents' business with the parents. You need to make sure you need to get to the place to where you and your spouse can talk about this humbly and with wisdom. Number two, are you afraid to speak to the parents about your concerns? Now, if you are, what needs to change? I'm speaking specifically here of fear of others being controlled by people, and that's that is a common thing with children, adult children of parents, because adult children haven't been adult children for that long. And they've been children for a long time and under the authority. And I have always submitted. And this transition period, especially for young couples, can really be confusing. And it's really on the parents. These parents should be mature enough and humble enough and wise enough to help these children to leave the home. But some parents are too needy, they too insecure, or they have whatever issues they have in their life, and they don't let them leave and cleave to each other, the young couple, to, to the spouses. And so they don't help, they hinder. And this can create fear and intimidation on the children's part. And you need to work on that. Number three, what would honoring look like with these parents? And does the Bible support your ideas? Number four, do you have any bitterness or other forms of anger toward these parents? Be honest with yourself. Are you frustrated, disappointed, sad, discouraged? Are you have any bitterness, forms of anger? Number five, what specific ways will you pray for and be redemptive toward them? Paul prayed for the Corinthians. He was redemptive to the Corinthians. We can be redemptive to people who are difficult. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If we can talk, let me know. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.